Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Well, I don't know if you've, if you've been to the conference, but wow, how incredible was the conference, you know? And uh, we, we had Trionosaurus Rex, Rex, who's just the most unbelievable speaker I have ever heard in my entire life. He's got more catchphrases than... Catchphrase. He's just unbelievable. And then Tommy Barnett, what an absolute legend. What... You know, and he's 85 years of age. He's older than Joe Biden and he's, he's doing better. He's just, he's doing better, isn't he? Just, I just love that. And, uh, and, and then Jürgen preached, Leanne preached, Dr. Matt preached. How good was Dr. Matt? And, uh, oh my gosh. And I said to Jen, Jen, I feel slightly intimidated. And Jen always has the same answer to me. She says, oh, Dave, just be yourself. I'm thinking, what, what, what me? Which me? Do you want, what, are you, what are you talking about? ADH me? Are you talking about autistic me? Are you, are you talking about OCD me? Because they're all in me. And then I thought about emotional Dave. I thought, are you talking about my volatile, emo, emotion, volatile Dave? You know, are you, are you talking about Dave who's uptight? who's angst, who's, who's always gnarly and narky, you know, before he gets up to preach. Are you talking about that Dave? Or are you talking about vulnerable Dave? You know, that wants you to love me this morning to make up for the fact that my dad was fairly absent. You know, is, is that what you, you know, or do you want visionary Dave? You know, visionary Dave's thing, I'm just gonna do it despite how I feel because I'm led by the call of God. The King of Kings has called me for such a time as this. Not Mr. Newsom, the King of Kings. He's called me for such a time as this. And then I thought, what about victorious Dave? Who doesn't give a rip how you, what you think about me because I know I'm famous in heaven. I'm a rock star. I'm God's Bon Jovi. I'm famous in heaven. Which me? How are you talking about? Then when people say, I'm going to go off for a while, I'm going to find myself, I'm thinking, don't! Because there's a Kardashian in you. And we don't want Courtney to come out. There's a narcissistic you. There's a Kanye inside every man in this place. Narcissism's rife. We've all got a little bit of it. This Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball. Inside every one of you. There's a narcissistic you and there's a naughty you. Can I hear an amen? All of us have a naughty side. And people are going off to find themselves. I'm thinking, hang on a sec, don't go too far. There's a Chris Rock in you and there's a Will Smith in you. There's a nasty you. Can you 
see the problem though with God. But there's also the natural you, the you that God created, the you that God crafted, the you from Psalm 139, the you that God put together, that God knit together, the you that's fearfully and wonderfully made. It's inside you right now. It's your talents. It's your personality. It's your va-va-voom. And it's your brokenness. It's all part of the natural you. But if you're born again today, you haven't just got the fallen you in you or the new you in you. You've got the fallen you or the natural you in you. You've got the new you in you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that you've become a new creation. All things have passed away. You become brand new. It's not a new version of you. It's a brand new you. You've been born again by the Spirit of God. But that's where a lot of Christians stop and think, well, I'm born again. Yeah, but you're bad still. Well, I'm born again, I'm saved. Yeah, but there's something ugly about you because it doesn't finish there. There's also the next you, the you that's been transformed from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. As we look to Jesus, we're being changed. You're different to how you were yesterday. There's still the ash flying through the air of the recent fires that you were in. But... There's a new growth, the new shoots. You're not the same as you were yesterday. You're not even the same as you were in the last hour. You're not the same person you were when you argued in the car coming to church. That's the old you. But there's a next you, the you, the you that you're becoming. You know, the, the problem with us is that is that. You know, we're not who we think we are. You are more you at eight years of age than you are currently at 38 years of age. It's because it's it's there's a lot of you. You're like an iceberg. There's a lot of you under the surface. Some of you think that you were destroyed by the storm of 2018. Some of you think, well, I was, I was ruined by the collision of 2020, that I, was, that, that I was ripped apart by the wild walls of 2010. May I say to you, it's not true. You were buried by them, but you weren't ripped apart by them. It's just the true you, the natural you, still in you. It just needs to be unburied. And the next you is the unburied you. It's the emerging you. It's you in all of your authenticity rising to the surface. It's the next you. God's doing a work within this place that's incredible. You are changing right now from G to G, from glory to glory. The other thing about God is that He places His strengths on our weaknesses. You know, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 that, that God's strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. If you're, if you're a city, you wouldn't be London, you'd be San Francisco. You wouldn't be Sydney, you'd be Tokyo because, because God builds His greatest skyscrapers on the greatest fractures of brokenness within your life. This is how God builds. 
That's why people with healing ministries were often very sick when they were young. What's going on there? It's just God building his strength on our weaknesses. It's people who do marriage seminars. Well, I once had a, a marriage that was ruined by sin and angst, but God recovered it. And now they look like their marriage is incredible. But looks can be deceiving because it never was a natural strength. It's now a supernatural strength. That's why, that's why Christians can't do personality tests. Because when, when it says, I am an angry person, scale one to five, he won't, well, I was getting angry at this test. Because I can't give a straight answer to it. Then they say, be emotive, just whatever comes, be impulsive. But I'm not an impulsive person. So it's going to change every time I do it. It's going to say, be honest, but be honest with, with, with the old Dave or be honest with the present Dave. Because both aren't the real Dave. The real Dave is the future Dave. And so it's not going to work for Christians because we're in a perpetual state of change. You're not who you think you are. You're not who you were yesterday. You're changing from glory to glory, from strength to strength. That's, that's what's happening right now in this room, being strengthened by God. It's the next you. That's what's happening here. It's the next you. It's the you that you're becoming. It's a mixture between the new you and the natural you. But it's the decisions that you make that create the next you. Ephesians says, take off the old. Put on the new. That's, that, that happens at the grand central station of your will where everything changes. It's not just, I'll just be myself. You've got to be determined to give yourself permission to be the brilliant you and not the past you. It's the next you. And you know, the next you is the next big thing. You're waiting right now. You're thinking, hey, what's the next big thing that's going to be happening to Awaken Church? I can tell you, it's you. It's you. Let me prove it scripturally because it says in Romans chapter 12, verse number two, it says to be transformed, okay, by the renewing of your mind so that you can test and approve God's good, His pleasing, and His perfect will. Let me retranslate that. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can experience God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. So you can experience what the Maserati of God's will. It's not the Ford of God's will. It's not the Skoda of God's will. It's not the General Motors of God's will. It's the Rolls Royce. His good, His pleasing, His perfect will. How do you get to experience the will of God in all of its gleaming beauty by being the next you. 
If you work on the next you, God will work on the next thing because the next thing comes from the next you. When you stand up and say, I'll be the next me, I won't be the old me, I'll be the next me. It's amazing, doors open. And the future's revealed. Inside every person's mind are fields of dreams, floods of emotion. There's cities of habit. There's trains of thought. There's the grand central station of the will. But the skyline of your mind will determine the skyline of your future. Because that's how God's engineered it. You're wondering, what's the next big thing that's going to happen to my family? It's you. What's the next big thing that'll change America? Oh, it's you. That's why revival doesn't start on the hills of San Diego. Revival starts on the hills inside you. That's that's where it starts. And also, it says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, that it says that out of the heart flows the rivers of life. Out of the heart flows And out of your heart comes the boundaries of your life. So if you change your inner you, if you become the next you, then God extends the boundaries of your life. To fulfill Psalm 16, your boundaries have now fallen in pleasant places. Why? Because they're responding to the next you. You've chosen to be the next you. Can I tell you what the greatest war that's in this building right now is not the war between Ukraine and Russia. It's the war between the old you and the next you. And you know, the thing about people is that people see you as you were. It happens in marriage. That, that, you know, if you're trying to be patient, but you've lost your temper again, your spouses are typical. You may as well give up, but no, don't give up. Don't, don't despise the day of small beginnings. You know, launch, begin to believe in the person that God's making you to be. Everyone's got an image, a frozen image of who you once were. They've got a Kodak picture. They've taken one an hour ago, but you're not there anymore. They've taken one a year ago, but you're not there anymore. They've taken one three years ago. but you're not, Even with your friends, they've got a Kodak. They've got a, an image frozen in history to you. But you know what God's holding? He's holding a Polaroid picture of everything you will be. That God knows what you created to be. All the days ordained for you. God's plans are for good and not for evil. He's got a Polaroid picture of everything that you're becoming. And to win this war, you've got to grab the Polaroid and you've got to shake it, shake it, shake it. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Shake it, shake it, shake it. Come on, San Diego. You've got to shake it like a Polaroid picture. You've got to shake it at the devil. You've got to shake it to your spouse. You've got to shake it to your friends. I don't live there anymore. You're saying that that's me. That's not me. It's not the real me. It's not the authentic me. The authentic me is a mix between the natural me emerging and the new me rising. It's become the next me. And the next me is the next big thing. You want to stop getting your pleasure of what other people think about you because they are always wrong. 
best of what people can do is guess what God's gonna do in the future of your life, but they're only guessing. Nobody knows the picture that God has outside of God. You're always thinking history. God's always thinking the future. In the book of Revelation, it repeats itself time and time again. The God who was, the God who is, and the God who is to come. And it's the same with you. There was a you that was. There's a you that is. And there's a you that is to come. And it's that you that's the next big thing. There's a war going on right now. If the enemy has three weapons, if if the enemy's weapons uh, would be condemnation would be the first. Confinement would be the second. Containment would be the third. But the Bible says there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. None whatsoever. Not even a little bit of condemnation. That's the, that's the next you. It doesn't live under the shadow of doubt. My mum kept sending me uh, jobs for engineering. I, I, this is, I went to Sydney University. I did civil engineering, worked up for a couple of years, completely out of place. <laughs> but after I became a pastor for six years, she sent me engineering jobs because she wanted to contain me. She wanted, to, she wanted me to be the person that she knew, not the person that was unpredictably moving toward a future she knew not of. But you know, sometimes that's why our kids need to leave home because we've got a Kodak picture of a 12-year-old, but they're now 25 years of age. So we can't help it. But sometimes, sometimes containment wants to hold you, hold you back into your history. Some, some parents would rather a kid be on cocaine than at Awakened Church. Why? Because it's predictable. Because they know the ins and outs of the cocaine game. They know, what it's, they know what our son is like. But when it comes to being a Christian, nobody knows. Because it's totally and absolutely unpredictable. You don't know where the wind's going to blow. You don't know where the wind's blowing to. You're being changed from glory to glory. Every one of you in this room ought to be a master of reinvention. There's got to be a Lady Gaga of the Christian life inside you. There's going to be a Justin Bieber, a more saved. A more saved Bieber. This church ought to be the, ought to be the, the cold play of the Christian world. You know, the cold play. They had the song, The Scientist. They, they, they had the song, Fix You. But they, they didn't stop there. They then had a song called The Sky Full of Stars. They then had a song called My Universe. What is it? It's because they're changing and not being stuck back and becoming a one-hit wonder. Nobody wants to be CeeLo Green. Because he's a one-hit wonder. You weren't born to be a one-hit wonder. You weren't born to be Natalie Ambruglia lying naked on the floor. You weren't born 
You weren't born to be a part of the Baja men. You know who let the dogs out? I don't know. You tell me who let the dogs out. You find out and then write a new song. I want to be the Stevie Wonder of the Christian world. I want to be able to see as well. I want to be the Paul McCartney of the Christian world. The Elton, oh, maybe not. But I want to be legendary in the Christian world. I want to reinvent, 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 reinvent. I want to be unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. So sometimes you meet people down to the shopping mall who once were a part of this church and there's something very familiar about them, too familiar. They're exactly the same as they were from three years ago. They're thinking there's something about you. Yeah, there is something about me. I'm gleaming. <sighs> That's what's about me. I've changed since you saw me. I've changed since you dumped your accusations on me. I've changed since your critical spirit was trying to overshadow me with your mountain of doubt. Yep, free from it. Long time free. It's the next Dave. Welcome to my world. Let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you four things, right? Firstly, right, because you're worried about not fitting in. Can I just say none of you are born to fit in? Can I, can I say that none of you have ever fitted in? Just, just to let you know that. When Hannah met her son Samuel when he was young, she only visited him once a year. And so she used to make some clothing. When she, when she left at each visit, he looked and, like an idiot because he had clothing that was far too big. And then he, she'd return the next year, the clothing was far too small. It only fitted him for one and a half months. He looked like a normal child. But you know, that's the same with you. Because you're growing. Because you're morphing. Because you're changing from a caterpillar to a butterfly. That it just, things that fit you today won't fit you tomorrow. You want to be all sizes to all people, but you can't. There's change going on. You know, everyone's trying to find their tribe. Stop being naughty. Everyone's trying to find the place that they fit. Yeah, for a month and a half. Jen and I went to the United Kingdom 29 years ago. We didn't fit for a day. It's because it's a depressed economy. Houses are selling for less than 2008. That, that depression that you guys caused. <laughs> an anxious a, a, a down spirit why would God send sunshine to a place of rain oh duh a rainy place needs sunshine the reason I didn't fit is because I'm from the future I'm from the future you're looking at a guy from the future because you're looking at the next me. The next me is the next big thing, you know. It's happening right now. I can feel it happening right now. The next big thing is happening right now. It's because the next you opens the door to the next big thing. So I'm part of the future. I wouldn't want to be part of their present. 
I never fitted in for a day. I'm waiting for them to fit into me. By the time they fit into me, well, I've grown. They'll never catch me. There's no point me being in Arizona. They've got sunshine. I don't, I don't need to live in San Diego. It's sunny most of the year. Yeah, yeah. Except for today. Shocking. Who, who brought the British weather today? That's the problem with, that's the problem with you is, is you want to be people the same. Well, what's the point of two sons? Why? What are you, what are you living here? I'm supposed, you're supposed to be living destiny, changing lives. You don't need a second son. You know, you want to be sunshine on a rainy day. You want to be an ocean beside the beach, not just someone else playing beach volleyball. It's not even a beach when there is no ocean. It's a desert. I'm incredible this morning. I don't know if that even made sense, but anyway, you went with it, you know. The same in marriage. Everyone wants to be the same as each other. No, no, no. How you're going to be very? You're going to annoy each other. Imagine two melancholics. Oh, how miserable! You know, imagine two sanguines. They're never going to charge their mobile phone. You know, two phlegmatics. They're not even going to know where their phone is. You're going to have to phone the phone, but the other person's lost their phone as well. You know, it's just. You can crave similarity, but God's made you different. You're not meant to fit into San Diego. You're not meant to fit into current politics. You're not meant to fit in to what's happening today because you're from the future. You're from, I'll tell you why abortion's wrong. It's not because it kills a precious life today. It's because it kills the future life tomorrow. That's why it's wrong. That's why it's wrong. We're killing future here. And the future you that they're killing is the next, it's the next big thing. Secondly, I want to say the people who took you from A to B are not very rarely the people take you from B to C. But I need to say this, right? That you know if you're on a train and there's another train beside you, you know, oh, sometimes you think, oh, okay, the, the train, that other train's moving. Because you can't tell whether it's your train or their train, right? But you always think that it's them moving, right? Because of your view of the world. It's your inferiority complex because you think, well, we shouldn't, we're not moving. It'll have to be them that are moving. And you think all your friends have left you. No, no, can I suggest you've left them? May I suggest you left them six months ago, that you changed, that you laid on an altar and said, everything I have is yours. That you decided to, 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 to stop bowing to the altar of victimhood. And you decided to pick up the, the resurrection of the victory of Christ. You, you decided, you made a decision to take off the old bitchy you. Did I say that? And to put on the new you. The moment you did that, you're the one who left them. It just took a little while for them to reduce the, your invitations to their barbecue. It just took a little bit of time for them to stop inviting you to the latest ballet. But eventually it stopped and you thought, they don't like me anymore. No, 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 no. It's because you've been metamorphosed. That's, that's what's happened. And you know, the person that takes, takes you from drowning to surviving is rarely the same person that takes you from surviving to thriving. It's because they always see you as a survivor. Well, I wasn't born to survive. I was born to thrive. 
So God, God removes, he removes mercy people from your life. Because you don't need mercy stroking you, saying congratulations on coming out of that lake almost dead. And I'm your hero. And so stay under my control and let's go places together. You want to say goodbye to mercy. Hello to apostolic power. Because what you need now is you need high octane fuel to take you up the mountain of destiny. That's what you need right here, right now. Stop thinking, I need someone to stroke me. I need someone to love on me. You don't need love. You don't need stroking. That's the old you. The new you needs challenging. That's why no one's stroking you right now. It's because it's a new set of friends. These friends do CrossFit. (laughs) Don't worry, they're not vegans. To take you up to the mountain of destiny. Stop thinking, oh no, you know, when am I going to lose this set of friends? Well, at some stage. (laughs) What do you want to do? Live in a little community of we are family doing nothing for the Spirit of God. You're here to be a transformer. I find myself in deserts often because I'm a desert transformer. There's no point me being in revival if I'm a revival maker. If revival comes to my part of the world, I'm out of there. Because I'm not here to enjoy revival, I'm here to create revival. So, so what, what's, what's the point? What's the point of me being there? You know, it's happy families, but it's, it's, it's rubbish destiny. So I'm here to just grow up. Stop being a child. Stop being so sulky. Stop being so naughty if you don't get what you want. You're under discipline now. The Father disciplines those that He loves in order to make them complete and lacking nothing. Stop stop pushing the power of God off you when He's trying to make you a mountain climber, a mountain dweller in Jesus' name. Thirdly, you, you, thirdly, if I can remember it, right, that you ought to not try and find yourself. You need to redefine yourself. You know, so I, I'm, I'm amazed by how little work God did in the first four days of creation. He didn't do much. All he did was, firstly, on day one, he divided. Dark from light. Day two, he thought, I'm going to get up. It's not going to be a busy day. <laughs> I'm going to divide sky from sea. (laughs) Had the rest of the day off. You know, day three, he's thinking, let's just keep the theme going. I'm going to divide sea from land. And go surfing. And then then, then then in day four, he divides night from day. And he divides up, you know, approximately four seasons. Maybe not here. And then, so, so he's defining in the first four days. In the last two days, he demonstrates power. So in the last two days, he creates sea animals. Then on the last day, he creates land animals and creates human beings. Wow. 
So he spends four days defining, two days demonstrating. There's an expression called the pen is mightier than the sword. The pencil of God is the greatest power source there is. And everyone's waiting. I've got, I love miracles. I love healings. But God spends four days on the verse, two days on the chorus. And people live in the wilderness where doors of miracles are open, but it's the wrong place to see miracles. It's okay when you get saved. But we weren't born for the wilderness, for our shoes to never wear out. You weren't born for one pair of shoes. You were born for lots of pair of shoes. And all the women said. And so we've kind of replaced miracles for drawing. You have to get a fresh piece of canvas, a fresh... And start to draw the person who you're becoming. They reckon Michelangelo, when he, he was going for a walk one day and he was poor, had no money. Antonio, who was a great master craftsman, sculptor, had a block of marble that he'd rejected. Michelangelo bought it for next to nothing. Had a huge crack through it. Michelangelo took it to his place, right? And he carved out the greatest statue the world's ever seen, the statue of David. And I said, well, what did you do? He said, when I saw that block of marble, he said, I saw an angel caught in marble. He said, I carved away with the dust of marble to set the angel free. Oh my goodness me. That's you. That's what God's doing with you. That's the next you. It's caught in the future, but you're bringing the future to the present to be the person that God wants you to be. I'll, I'll finish on this, right? The, the last point, point number four, is the old you isn't actually you. The Bible never calls you a sinner, unless you are. But you can change that in approximately three and a half minutes' time. The Bible calls you a saint. It says the old is gone. The new has come. I, I, I was once lying down on our couch, on a lounge, just, just in a grumpy mood. My wife, Jen, was there, and I was just irritable, you know, like how most men are on a Saturday. And, uh, and the phone rang. It was one of my parishioners. So within, within, this, within the turn of a dime, I was, I was the man of faith and power for the hour, right? I was just, I was just all electric, right? And then when I finished the conversation, you know, put the phone down, Jen said, you imposter. She said, she said you're worse than the fake news of CNN. She said, she said, she said, there's nothing real about you. And I turned around and thought, no, 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 no. No, that was the authentic me. The imposter was the slob on the bench. You know, on a Sunday, everyone comes in there Sunday looking good and, and talking well and that. That's not the fake you. That's the real you. That's the authentic you. The person who's irritable and angry and throwing things on a Monday afternoon. No, that's the imposter. The Bible never refers to the imposter as you. And so I tell you, you want to you get that Polaroid picture? 
and you want to shake it, shake it, shake it at the devil who wants the old you to be the authentic you. That has nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. Let me finish with this story, right? That I was um, in a conference, right? And I was slightly bored in the conference. And we had our youth pastors that were sort of down the row a bit at the conference, right? And they looked like Posh and Becks. Do you know Posh and Becks? You know David Beckham and and Posh, Posh Spice, you know? And they're just incredibly good looking, right? And so I I looked for a photo of them from last year, a really super good looking photo. And I pinged it to them. Just while, you know what I mean? When the conference guy just pinged it to them. So their, their phone went beep. Right? And they looked at it, right? I was thinking, I'm just there, you know, just kind of admiring them, right? And then, and then I got this text back from them that said, last year's bants. Now, if you know what bants is, it's short for banter. You know what banter is? It's short for conversation. They were saying, Dave, what are you doing? Why are you sending us a picture of us from last year? We don't live there anymore. It's last year's conversation. You've frozen us on your mobile cell phone (laughs) into history. You sent a Kodak to us when we're thinking Polaroid, Polaroid, Polaroid. Oh my goodness me. There's a war going on. There's a war going on. Satan wants to contain you. Satan wants to condemn you. And we're here this morning to chuck it off. Grab the Polaroid and walk in to our God-given future. Oh, I love that. You've changed. Ever since I started preaching, you've changed. You're not the same person who walked into this place. How do I know that? Because you're being transformed. It's a moving, it's a fluid thing. You're being transformed from glory to glory. Don't let the devil say you're still stuck back. You're not back there. You're not back there. You're in a brand new place now. You want to be your greatest fan outside of God. You want to, you want to, you want to bake yourself a cake, light some candles, put on Blink 182. You want to do the floss and you want to celebrate the incredible work that God's doing. Stop waiting for your spouse to recognize the change. It's the wrong way round. Stop waiting for affirmation from the crowds. What are you doing trying to please them? You're gone from them. This is a work of God alone. Growing you, enlarging you, expanding you. You're unstoppable. Nothing can stop this except for a few bad decisions. But you're unstoppable. You're undeniable. And God's setting you up to be the next big thing. Because it'll trigger everything in the future of your world. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to pray for those people who you haven't got the new you in you. All you've got is talent. You're not going to go far on talent, are you? hasn't gone well, has it? Living by talent and charisma. What you need is the power of the new you. You need to be born again. You need Christ to come inside you to transform.
That's what you need. And you need to come out of condemnation, all sins forgiven. He throws your sins as far as the east is from the west, remembers them no more. He's full of amnesia, our God. If that's you right now, I'm going to pray, but also I'm going to add people who have been backslidden. You know, way off course. And I want you to pray this prayer as well. Everyone help us out. Close your eyes. Dear Lord Jesus, I cannot believe how much you believe in me that you never gave up on me and you never left me. Now I ask you now to come into my soul, to come into my spirit, to be my Lord, to be my leader, to cleanse me of all sin, of every misgiving, of all unrighteousness. Be my closest friend, be my greatest fan, be the greatest Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Every eye closed. I'm going to get you to do one more thing. You don't have to do this, but with every eye closed. It's good to draw a line in the sand, but because there's no sand in the building, I'm going to get you, when I count to three, to lift up your right arm and to leave it up till all the arms are up. At least 10 people did it in the first service, and I suspect that there'll be more doing it in the second service. But this is those who prayed their prayer sincerely, that you prayed it sincerely. You know that was a sincere prayer. I'm going to get you to draw a line in the sand between the fallen you and the new you, between the past you and the next you. You got to get the pencil of God out and divide past from future. That's what your hand's going to do. If that's you with every eye closed, except for some people who may be counselors, but with every eye closed, if that's you on the count of three, I want you to lift up your right hand, leave it up till all the hands are up. Three, two, one, lift it up, lift it up. Hi, 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 hi. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. On my right hand side, there's one hand's gone up. In this middle section, there's two hands, three hands, four hands. At the rear back, five hands. In the middle, six hands. At the front, seven hand, eight hand, nine hand, ten hands. In the middle section, way up there, there's 11 hands, 12 hands, 13 hands, 14 hands. Very far at the back, there's 15 hands, 16 hands. At the very back, there's 17 hands, there's 18 hands. In my, in my semi-left, there's 19 hands, 20 hands, 21 hands, 22 hands. 22 hands. In my far left, I see that hand. There's 23 hands. I see that hand. 24 hands. I see those two hands. 25 hands. 26 hands. My far left. 27 hands. 28 hands. 29, 30, 31, 32, 33 hands. 33 hands. I would have missed a couple of hands. I'm going to call it 35. Father God, let the peace of God that passes all understanding fill their hearts and minds. Father, we declare there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Father, let them know that you now dwell in them, not just above them. In Jesus' name. Everybody stand up, lift your hands to heaven. 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 There's a war going on. There's a war going on. There's a war going on. Someone's sending you engineering jobs just to get you off course. Somebody loves you the way you are. Somebody, somehow, somehow, you're wanting your mum to be your greatest fan, but she doesn't know. Stop blaming her. Stop being bitter. She doesn't know. You're wanting your husband to understand the direction of life. He doesn't know. Stop, stop asking blind people to see. God sees. Let the spirit of Michelangelo be in this room to see the angel 
in the block of marble. Help us, Lord, like true sculptors, God, to sculpt away in order to set the next us free. Father God, today, today in this place, let strength rise, let courage rise, God. Father, I pray, Lord, let them light the candle, Jesus. Father God, let them put on the music and let them celebrate God is doing something amazing. Father, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God, that you've asked us never to dwell on the past, for you're doing a new thing and help us to perceive it right now, to perceive it right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Everyone look at me. I'm not a preacher. I'm an elevator. What you've just watched is not a preacher. Watching an elevator. I'm here to elevate you from the lowlands of doubt to the highlands of faith. We're going to give God a clap offering, right, for what God's doing right now. But just don't stop clapping in Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.